Hi everyone and welcome to another Bible study here at Love Walk um, at One Love Live and I want to thank you for tuning in. As you know, we come together to read in the Word of God, to um, uh, apply that Word and also so that we can learn the purpose of our lives. And so we have been um, having conversations about what authority means in terms of what we can do uh, in Christ as believers in terms of what we can come to expect, what is expected of us, um, and also, you know, um, our purpose. And so I want to bring it back to this idea of an authority in love. And as you know, this is Love Walk, so we talk about love often in terms of how it informs our walk with God, how it informs our walk with others. And so we're going to have that conversation today. I hope that you will see that there is an authority in love and that there is so much that we can do with the authority that God has given us. So I want you to go ahead and grab your Bible. We're going to read in Matthew chapter 16. It's going to be verse 18 to 19. That's our anchor text. It's Matthew chapter 16, verse 18 to 19. And so I'll go ahead and get started. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And so here we're looking at this really sort of intimate conversation um, between Christ and between Peter. It's, it's a kind of bestowing of something on him that's truly quite amazing the way maybe a father might bestow um, an heirloom or the, the family property or the family uh, assets to his son so he's kind of saying look out here at all this land boy and the, all this is going to be yours so we're looking at a kind of moment like that and i don't want you to think that that moment is just between god and peter or just between christ and peter but i want you to see yourself there this is a moment between god and man as well and we can draw from that that wonderful love that the God of heaven would say, I'm going to give you the keys of heaven. I'm going to give you the power to bind on earth and in heaven. I'm going to give you the power to loose and to, you know, uh, cast out and to perform miracles. This is an authority we absolutely need to understand. God is giving authority and he's setting rank when he's having this conversation with Peter. This is not to say Peter is more important than anyone. He simply has a different set of functions, the way chess pieces have different capacities and moves in certain ways. And so I think that chess is a great way to understand, you know, your purpose. This is a great way to understand it um, and not to covet another per person's purpose. God gives us purpose based on how he loves us, how he's created us and what he wants us to do in the earth. And it's a set of rank. It's a power it's a power structure here, a power dynamic that he's given out of his great and enduring love and all-knowing capacity. So if you are a rock, you cannot hope to move in the same way. I'm sorry, if you're a rook in chess, in the game of chess, we go back to that analogy, you cannot hope to move in the same way as a knight 
or as a bishop does in a chess game. In fact, chess shows us a, how kind of how God has set up things. You know, God has a rank too, and he has purpose in the earth to achieve his goal. God not only gives us rank and power, he gives us jurisdiction. There are certain things that the queen can do, that the rook can't do, that the bishop can do, uh, or that the the pawn can do. So we cannot operate in anything um, if we don't know that he's given it to us, or we don't know how it works. I want you to look at Luke chapter 9, verse 1 and 2, it says, And then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases, and he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So we're looking at a situation where God is giving to his disciples some power, some authority and rank. And in this passage, the word power is not authority, but more like a physical might or an energy, sort of like a dunamis power, a dynamite or a miraculous explosive power, so that there is a power of jurisdiction and there is a power of presence or strength or the miraculous. And I'll give you an example of how that works. There's the power of authority. You might be, okay, let's say maybe I'm your supervisor and I might tell you not to walk out of the room, but that power is just a power of authority, which means that you might decide you want to walk out of the room, but under that authority as your supervisor, I can tell you not to do that. Now, the second power that we talked about would be dunamis power. You know what I mean? It's a sort of a dynamite or strong or energy or might power it would be as if I commanded you not to leave the room and you literally could not leave the room even though you tried you could not disobey the order and so that's a kind of power we can't quite explain it's more um you know uh, spiritual it's more supernatural and so God is telling us there are these different powers there's the dunamis power and then there's the power of authority and so I just want you to understand that power, that might, uh, you know, that has the capacity to suspend strength is something also that he gives. And this kind of power is used uh, to describe John the Baptist. And we see this in Acts chapter 4, verse 7. They talk about the power that John the Baptist had. They say it's this miraculous sort of power. So the religious leaders, they ask Peter, by what power or name that they healed the lame man at the beautiful gate. And this same Greek word for explosive or physical power is also used here. So they're saying not only do they have a level of authority, but they have this power, sort of an untapped power that they're able to use to bring about things like miracles and different kinds of changes of healing. So this is something that God gave, and it says it specifically in the scripture we read in Luke chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. I want you to look now at um, John chapter 1, verse 12 and 14. It says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh 
and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, that's really an interesting uh, statement that he's making there about God, about becoming a son of God and power. It's saying he is giving a power to them because they received him. Now that word received, I want to be very specific about what we're talking about in this this passage. That word received more accurately in the Greek means to grab or to take something almost violently away, to grab. So he says as many as grabbed him, Christ, as many as who grab onto Christ, take hold of Christ, It says that to them he gave power to become the sons of God. You see, it took those people to sort of grab onto him, to cling or to cleave. That he says, yes, I'm going to give you this authority to become sons of God. And that word authority means a kind of influence, a power of choice or liberty to act, a mental power a jurisdiction or control. So he's giving them a power, jurisdiction to become the sons of God. He's giving them, you know, an authority to become the sons of God, to act. He's giving you power that you can use at an instant, but it is to those that are clinging and grabbing a hold of him. You see, I'm gonna be honest with you when it comes to power, The lukewarm or the part-time Christian, they may rarely see power, if ever, even if it is is theirs for the use at any time. Because this power is not for power's sake. It's not just you can zap someone. But this is power to become the sons of God, to act in a powerful way that is supernatural for good. That word become, to become the sons of God. In the Greek, that word is genomai. And that's the word that we get this idea for genesis or genome or germinate, the beginning of something. It means that you have the power to germinate into the sons of God. What he's saying is those that grab onto me, okay? Not those lukewarm ones, but those that grab onto me okay he gives them the power to germinate into the sons of god but this is qualified by faith and we can read that when we move down in that very set of scriptures that we read it says that the verse says specifically that not only did they receive or cling to him but they believed on his name so power is given to those who grab and receive him but also believe on his name at the same time. Here we see more areas in the Bible where Christ gave authority. We can read that in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 and 20. It says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Here again, we're talking about power. We're talking about authority. 
In Mark chapter 16, verse 15 and 8, it says, And he said unto them, Go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. And those signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils? Shall they speak with new tongues? They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover and so he's saying all this power is given but i want to make a, a point here or a caveat here it doesn't mean that you will do all of these things you may do some of these things you may do a couple of these things or you may do all of them so don't feel bad if you don't speak in tongues or whatever God doesn't need you to do that. He says these signs will follow them. You may never tread on a serpent. I haven't done it before, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I'm not a believer. It doesn't mean that, you know, signs and wonders won't follow me. So I think you need to understand that, have a full and complete understanding of the Bible. And then also it says in Luke chapter 24, 49, it says, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Once again, he's talking about giving you power. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in both Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and in unto the utter parts of the earth. Once again, you're getting some sort of power, some sort of empowerment. So you as a believer shouldn't feel unempowered. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, it says, And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And these powers that God is giving us, you have to believe it and you have to be practiced in the authority and believing the authority of God first. And we know gifts of the Spirit and even fruits of the Spirit are also powers and authorities um, that are available to believers. So take courage. You have a lot of help but you have to come into the knowledge and the practice of it through prayer, through fasting, through reading and studying and meditating on the word of God, and of course, being obedient to that word. You can't expect to grab these things if you haven't worked with them, if you haven't exercised them and become adept in them. If you're not studying your word, if you're not you know, fasting, if you're not praying, you're not in touch with God, how do you, how can you know the authority that you have? How can you know what God wants you to do, your purpose? That's why it's so important for us. Now, I want to ask you something. You know, we've been reading about power and we see how God loves us so much that he gives us this power, not to us to exploit people, but so that we can help, and so that we can, you know, break strongholds and that we can be victorious and help people to learn who they are in him. But I want to ask you something. If God gave you the power to do anything, I mean absolutely anything this very moment, what is the first thing that comes to mind that you would do? Just the first thing that popped into your head. I want whatever it is that came into your mind to be a teacher to you 
on what to work on in your life for God to enlarge your rank and jurisdiction. You remember when Jabez asked the Lord to enlarge his territory and to bless him indeed? You know, he wanted more, but it's why do you want that more? What will you do with that authority? When I ask you, what would you do if you could, if you had the power to do anything, did you think of something for yourself? Did you think of something for someone else? Someone in your family? Or did you think of something outside of yourself? Did you think of the lost? Or did you think of people or the hungry or the oppressed? Did you think of that? This is an attempt to shame you or put you down because you know what? I'm guilty of the same thing. But I want to encourage you to do that so that you can find out where you actually are with God. If you truly had all power and in an instant you could do anything, what would you do? That is why it's important for us to control our pride because you know, God can trust you not to be lifted up in pride. He can give you more. And I'm not just talking about material things. I'm talking about more territory, more jurisdiction. Jabez didn't just ask for God to bless him. He said, enlarge my territory. And praying that prayer isn't just about enlarging your land. It's about enlarging your influence. Can you handle the power of influence to do and to say and to be what is right before God for the benefit of mankind and for the furtherance of God's purpose? These are the things that we have to ask. Will you use God's purpose to bless people or to oppress them? What will you do with the power that you have? These are important questions that we have to ask. To know that God has, through his love, given us power, but to know that he wants us to temper that power with love. Working for the good of mankind and God's will. I pray that God gives you revelation on the power that he's given you and that you endeavor at every moment to do good with it. God bless you. Bye. Thank you.